0: Hi everyone, welcome back to More Amongst Women. This is your host Christy Yang and in today's episode I'm bringing in one of my guests named Dolly. I'll let her introduce herself.
1: Hi everyone, my name is Dolly. Thank you Christy for inviting me here today. Um, For those of you who don't know, Christy and I have been best friends for about seven years now. Uh, I'm currently attending Fresno City College and majoring in biology. Um, For as long as I can remember, I've always felt like science is my path, especially with the support and advice of my parents.
0: All right, thank you. The purpose of this episode will be to give my guest some time to talk about her experiences as a Hmong woman. But first off, I want to start off with a quote in one of the readings from my women's history classroom. The article is titled, The Development of Feminist Consciousness Among Asian American Women, written by Esther Nan Ling Chao. There's a section I think is worth pointing out because it is really relevant to our topic about Hmong women's oppression. It states, being female, awareness of gender roles and identification with other women are the major ingredients in building gender consciousness. However, it is necessary to understand the social context in which the gender consciousness of an Asian American woman has developed. Domination by men is a commonly shared oppression for Asian American women. These women have been socialized to accept their devaluation, restricted roles for women, psychological reinforcement of gender stereotypes, and a subordinates position with Asian communities as well as in the society at large. Within Asian communities, the Asian family, especially the immigrant one, is characterized by a hierarchy of authority based on sex, age, and generation, with young women at the lowest level, subordinate to father, husband, brother, son. The Asian family is also characterized by well-defined family role, uh, homemaker. Oh, excuse me. The Asian family is also characterized by well-defined family roles with father as a breadwinner and decision-maker and mother as a compliant wife and homemaker. While they are protected by the family because of their filial piety and obedience, women are socially alienated from their Asian sisters. Such alienation may limit the development of gender and feminist consciousness, and render Asian women politically powerless in achieving effective communication and organization. Do you have any thoughts on that, Dolly?
1: I do. I I, I do agree that um, you know everything that was said as far as um, relating to Asian women and their. Um, roles in families is true. Just because growing up, I remember from a young age, you know, my um, mom and grandma and aunties teaching me, um, you know, how to work in the kitchen and how to clean. And I remember, um, you know, I have an um, I have one brother, and I remember he was always, you know, just free to do as he'd like while um most uh, me and my sisters we had to follow follow certain etiquettes especially when our relatives came over you know offering them water just um speaking to them in a respectful way and um i just feel like i feel like especially with the um hierarchy of authority you know um with the breadwinner, both my parents were college graduates, and yet my mom was still obligated to come home and cook dinner for my dad, for my family and uh, clean up after them as my sister and me were following her, you know, um, as she was teaching us how to cook, how to especially make rice and then, you know, clean the dishes, sweep and mop the floor after while, um, You know my dad and my brother were free to do as they'd like however after um after eating dinner and you know they didn't have really any obligations and to add on about that topic um especially when all the men gathered together to talk about certain topics if a woman were to give her opinion or idea about certain things and Let's say if one of the males thought she was questioning or belittling his authority, he would immediately criticize her, saying it's not her place to speak or discuss, and maybe uh, tell her telling her to go back and do a woman's job, and you know, because of this, uh, because so many generations have followed this behavior, it's definitely prohibited women from achieving that effective communication organization, like the quote earlier stated.
0: That's some really good input. While we're on this topic about male authority, uh, what do you think about polygamy? Because it's still really relevant in the Hmong community.
1: Um, well, I think polygamy is definitely still an ongoing oppression for Asian Asian women all around the world. You would think that living in America would make these vile traditions become rare or uncommon, but that's definitely not the case. You know, we're still surrounded by it every day, and still hear stories about it all the time. Asian women are obligated to accept her husband regardless of how many wives he decides to have and I can't imagine how much it must hurt to feel trapped and neglected because of these expectations to be patient and have faith that your husband knows what's best for your family. Um, From my experience seeing it firsthand with my aunt uncles it's really affected not only my aunt's mental well-being but her children as well because it has made them believe that you know polygamy is acceptable and fair when in truth it's really appalling and should be frowned
0: upon. I can agree with that too because um, I believe a lot of Hmong women have this have internalized a lot of this oppression and a lot of the Hmong elders, especially women, they find it still okay sometimes for men to go and marry second wives because it's better to you know still remain in the relationship than to get a divorce and be okay or accept what whatever their men want so yeah I think I can really relate to that this brings me back to you know marriage in general and about how Hmong women have a price that is placed on them when they do get married do what are your thoughts on bright price Mm Dolly?
1: well because of so many decades of this bride price i feel like women because women are now you know evolving and speaking up more on their rights they're changing their views for their future children versus old traditions where the husband um, must pay a price to the wife's parents as insurance that she is now his property and if later in the future they do cross a dilemma such as adultery or marital issues the husband can return their daughter and receive back their payment Um, You know, I also feel it's wrong that women who have been previously married are considered salvage and cost less than someone who hasn't. And women who have achieved higher education are worth more because of her successes. I believe that it's wrong to label women into these different price ranges just because of their past or achievements. Um, I don't think women should be paid for at all because we are not property that men can just treat as they please. That's really true.
0: <clears throat> in your situation, if you do or if you are in a relationship, do you think that you should have a price that are that is placed upon you when you do get married? And if you do marry somebody that is not Hmong, what would you what kind of conversation would you have with your significant other about that?
1: Um, I definitely hope, you know, if I um were to marry that my parents, you know, would love me enough not to follow traditions and, you know, put a price on me just because, um, you know, it's, it's all they've known or believed. Um, you know, I hope they can see, you know, that I am definitely worth more than being treated as somebody's property. And if I were to marry, um, marry a Mongai or not marry a Mongai in the future, you know, I would definitely talk to him about you know, these traditions that we have and hope that he doesn't I hope that he would, you know, respect me enough to not follow these traditions and see me um, you know see what, that I'm worth more than, you know, this payment that has to be he has
0: to pay to my parents yeah I would agree with that too I was in a similar situation where I was not dating a Hmong guy and my parents still being very traditional still expected a price from you know my significant other and I was kind of caught in between where even though I respected my my culture I was still I was still you know unsure about whether or not I wanted to talk to him about that because I still didn't agree with it
1: and yeah I, I agree with that you know definitely with um you know seeing like my aunt she had been divorced from her previous husband and she had left him for you know um For good reasons, he was beating her and abusing her, you know, not only physically but verbally and mentally, and she had decided to leave, and um, I believe, you know, a couple years ago down the road, and she met my uncle, and within a month, they got married, and I remember the elders talking and discussing about her price and saying how she wasn't going to be um, as expensive because she had been previously married and in their eyes you know it's not because of what the husband did but because she couldn't you know stay and make it work or she has that reputation yeah or she has that reputation <laughs> that you know oh she's divorced like she's that doesn't uh, she doesn't make a good wife so i remember her price being around low, that the low thousands usually the average is about what is it like Like five or six thousand. yeah five or six thousand but she was real i remember her only being like a thousand or two and that really you know that really sucks because it it, it's really not they didn't even really care about her own feelings as a human being not even just a woman but just because she had been already married and you know they basically saw her as property and yeah like used used and abused basically
0: That's what I was going to add on to, was that usually when the price is negotiated, it's the men that negotiate that price, and the women have really no say in that. So then they, it, I think, really affects the women as well, because maybe they internalize everything and they don't really talk about it, but then um, I feel like it does uh, mentally affect them. Mm -hmm. And then in my case, my sister who was in a previous marriage her husband had passed away and but then when she got remarried my parents didn't want anything for her because they had seen no value in her at all anymore because she was in a previous marriage so I felt really bad for her when when I was there and I witnessed that and I heard that it just it kind of like hurt me in a way because At the same time like i respected the tradition so i was saying you know if you did see any value in her then you would have asked for a certain price but then again like you shouldn't have had any price on her at all but then i don't know it's just so confusing like i feel like i'm stuck in between this this culture where like even though i don't agree with it like why couldn't you see any value in somebody Mm -hmm. that you just don't
1: yeah definitely
0: see her as a person I feel like
1: because mm-hmm. I feel like you don't you don't want that anybody to put a price on you but you feel like because this tradition has been going been there for so long you feel like if they don't put a price it's like oh so I'm not worth anything yeah, yeah so it's very like contradicting so yeah
0: on the more positive side um today I think education has really helped Hmong women open their eyes and, you know, give give themselves a voice. So we're going to move on to the topic of education and how that's beneficial to us. What do you think?
1: Yeah, because, um, you know, since Hmong families have migrated to America, I feel like it's changed our elders' views and expectations of women, expecting them to not only take care of their husband and his family, but also achieve higher education. And due to that, it has caused more women to take a stand in leadership on these ongoing oppressions that have affected us for centuries. Um, you know, Wong, Hmong women are attending college more than men and paving different paths for themselves rather than following old traditions of marrying young and obeying their husband. They've, I feel like they've spoken against um, their husband's patriarchal behavior and found, found the courage to leave um, without the fear of being called a divorcee. More and more of us are um, defending our mental and physical health regardless of the reputation it would leave us, and most of, us, most of that is due to the opportunities to achieve higher education and being able to create a better future for not only ourselves, but also for our children.
0: That's really true. Today, we do have a lot of influential Hmong women that, you know, didn't follow the norms and are really successful. We have, you know, the first Hmong woman judge uh, in Minnesota. We have, you know, a lot of council, councilwoman, right? That's how you say it. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of mong women that are pursuing their doctorate's degree and that's really empowering to see and um, really aspiring because you know just yeah. 10 years ago we would i don't think i would have imagined a lot of mong women pursuing a lo- uh, higher education so
1: yeah and i feel like it hasn't only in, like affected you know just mong women in general but like even even our parents like our parents now expect us to they don't expect us to get married at a young age and you know um, raise kids and take care of our husbands they now expect us to you know be able to take care of ourselves and um, a a lot of my conversations with my parents now involve you know you need to have higher education so that in the future if you and your husband you know don't end up together you will always have your at least you will always have your education you know for yourself and that's something that you know they can never take away since you know all these traditions have always been about them like treating us the way they want that you know <clears throat> that we are have to obey their rules and follow um what our husband wishes and elite my parents you know now say at least we have the education to so that you, you what you can you know go whatever whatever way you want to go and you don't have to you don't have to expect to follow your husband you know if you choose that you want to you want to do things this way you can because you you're successful enough to do so
0: yeah I think that's in my case my parents are very traditional but then they now they want all of their kids to pursue a higher education. You know, it's it's for our benefit now. It's not for anyone's anyone else's benefit. So they would prefer us to complete, you know, at least a degree in college so that we can rely on ourselves and not so much on a man anymore. So I think that's really how do you say it? like motivational for me too that maybe I should be more positive and and think about myself instead of you know what's best for other people around me instead of making other people happy I need to make myself happy yeah
1: we now have like the options to choose for ourselves rather than have you know our parents choose for us or somebody else pick for us
0: to end this episode do you have any uh, last
1: comments that you want to add, Dolly? Um, <clears throat> nothing really, besides uh, except maybe that this is this conversation has you know inspired and motivated me to work harder and um, showed me that you know not I don't have to disregard my whole culture just to be a proud mong woman you know like there are now other opportunities that i can um choose or follow to be a successful mong woman and that i feel like that doesn't only go for me or asian women i feel like that goes for all women of color all right thank you so much
0: I want to thank everyone who tuned in to listen to today's episode of More Amongst Women. I want to give a great thanks to Dolly again for being a part of my podcast today. She gave some really good insight and opinions about what she thinks of her experiences. I hope that this space that I created for us to talk and share our ideas and opinions can help others relate and just know that they're not alone. Thank you guys.